Hello, another week and another podcast episode for you. I'm Sophie. How are you doing? I am actually having a fantastic week. I am loving getting back into routine because my elders have started school, my youngest has gone back to preschool, and I really am one of those people who thrives off having a routine. Yes, I do have a little bit of OCD, but it has actually also thrown a curveball into my life with my eldest starting school because as much as we're back into a routine, it's a different routine to what we have had before. And this has actually meant that I have not worked out for one whole week, which right now is a very long time for me. So today I made sure that I changed that. I did a workout and I feel really good for it. And it's so nice to feel that my mindset is changing around how I feel towards working out. Also that I'm noticing the difference when I don't work out so that it's making sure that if I do fall out of any of these good new healthy habits, which I'm creating, that I'm not actually falling out of it for too long. So I'm getting straight back to it straight away, which is really, really good. And I finished the Fab Challenge. So for those of you who don't know, the Fab Challenge is a workout program which I've created. It's a six-week program. You can get access to it today if you're looking for some help with what workouts you need to do, if you're wanting to get more toned, generally fitter, if you're wanting to lose weight, this is a program for you. There's only another two or three weeks left as well with the discount on there. So if you're looking to start something like that, take a look in the show notes. You can have a look on my Instagram as well at sophie.mcdermott. You can find all the information over there. So I finished the challenge and then that also didn't help with me not continuing because I was almost like, well, what do I do now, Sophie? (laughs) And of course, I can do that challenge again and again and again. So it's really sparked this idea, though, in my head that I need to create something for you, which is ongoing, almost like a membership, something like you would have when you go to the gym, but you can do it from home. So exercises, different workouts, things to help with your mindset to make sure you don't fall off the wagon, meal plans, meal prepping, all those types of things. So all the clogs, uh, clogs, cogs (laughs) are turning in my head. So make sure you keep tuned because something will come from that. I'm pretty sure and I'm excited already, although it might not be for a while because I have so much on my plate at the moment. So today I am going to talk about a subject which can be a bit sensitive for some. I'm going to be talking about alcohol. So as I said, didn't work out much last week, but I was eating really well 
And when I went to work yesterday, talking to one of my friends, saying, do you know what? I just feel so bloated and I have no idea why, because if anything, I've actually been eating so much better. And I know I haven't been working out, but this bloating has just come out of nowhere, I said to her. And she was like, well, actually, you had a drink at the weekend. Now, I have been, over the past few months, very conscious of everything I'm putting in my body. So not just food, everything I'm drinking as well, which has meant that I have been very conscious of how much alcohol I've been having. So back in maybe like April time, I decided to go about six, seven weeks without any alcohol at all. Now I'm not being as strict as that, but I am going maybe like two or three weeks at a time without having anything. And then at the weekend, myself and James decided just to have a glass of wine. We didn't really think much of it um because for us alcohol isn't a problem in our household but the next day even James said I felt like I had a bit of a headache and he was like I don't understand why I only had like one and a half glasses of wine we beforehand were drinking well, more or less every night, if not every night, at least at the weekends, having a few drinks just at home, you know, nothing crazy. From time to time, of course, we do go out with our friends and go mental. Me, yes, more so than my husband. And I drink for England when I do that. But it's nothing which is out of my control, right? But it was so interesting that I was feeling so bloated just from having a drink. And I just had one glass of wine. And it's made me think even more so about what it is I'm drinking. And I know that you might be listening to this. For you, you might be thinking, hang on a minute, I drink. I don't have a problem with drinking. I'm not an alcoholic. Or maybe you're the complete opposite. You're teetotal. So many people are for so many different reasons as well. But I wanted to share with you a bit about my sort of personal story, if you will, my background. It might just give you a bit more of an insight as well as to why I've decided to talk about this and why it might be beneficial for you to be more aware of what it is you are drinking to. I know that when we went into the lockdown, as a lot of people, um, my drinking definitely became more. And I think that was just a bit of a coping mechanism that we had nothing else to do. So why not just have a drink (laughs) to relax myself and make me feel good? And yeah, I think it was also, as I said, just there was nothing else to do. So we just we turn to drink, which isn't the answer, is it? But back to my story. So I have a very close family member who unfortunately passed away um, a couple of years ago now. One of the reasons she did pass away was because of her drinking. She was an alcoholic. So if you are someone who does have a problem with your drinking or struggles yes it's not something I struggle with but I have seen it very closely 
firsthand almost, if you will. So in some way, I feel that I do understand it and I do I, I do get it because I feel that sometimes it's portrayed, especially in the media or like TV film, is portrayed in a certain way where that person is to be blamed, that person is at fault and it's it's not that at all. I very much believe it is like an illness, it is a disease and it leads to so many other different things as well. So for this family member of mine, I believe it was triggered through there was other family members who passed away who were very close to her. It had a real impact on her mental health. And yes, we do all deal with things in different ways. And for her, one of her ways of dealing with this was through drinking. And I feel it's her way of wanting to try and just block out the world. She didn't want to face reality. She didn't want to try and... Well, she felt like she couldn't cope with it, most likely. Um... But yeah, there's a lot of people who do turn to that when they're suffering with their mental health. And I do so many episodes on here about mental health. And this is the reason why too, because if you are not strong and healthy mentally, it is going to have such a big impact on you physically. And for some people to the point where it affects them so much that their bodies give up. Um, and this is partly what happened to my aunt. Um, and I I think alcohol is such a tricky one because it's legal. So if I wanted to right now to go to the shops and buy five bottles of wine, three bottles of vodka, let's just throw in a bottle of whiskey for fun, you know, I can do that. And no one's really going to question me. I mean, obviously, if I did that every day, I'm going to get some looks. But, you know, there's there's no system. There's nothing in place, really, from stopping you from buying a drink, except for when you're out and about, right? If you're at a bar, if you're at a pub, if you got really drunk and then you continue to try and order alcohol, you know, they're going to say, no, sorry, that's enough now. But you could actually potentially then go somewhere else and just get another drink, right? It is legal. And it comes back to as well how alcohol is portrayed. So alcohol is very much shown. And this is something which maybe has been shown to you growing up with other family members or friends. You know, it might be shown again in the media, but it is seen as positive. It's always seen, really, majority of the time anyway, in a positive light. So we associate alcohol with having a good time, being social, uh, seeing friends, you know, going out, having a laugh when it's summer. Let's have some drinks. Come round in the day. We'll drink. We'll have a barbecue. You know, that social setting is also seen, and this is one way I have always seen it, actually, as a stress reliever. So I always had that idea of 
if you've had a stressful day at work, it's fine because you just come home and you crack open a bottle of wine and you have a drink and that's going to make it all better and you're going to feel really good. And then to top it all off, almost like icing on the cake, you've then got all this research which has shown that alcohol is actually good for you physically. It's good for your heart. They say, you know, have a glass of wine every day. It's not a problem with that. It's good for your heart. But actually what is now coming to light and what I have found just doing my own personal research with wanting to speak about this topic today is that a lot of the research which shows all the negative effects of alcohol actually strongly outweigh the research which shows the positives and the benefits. And a lot of that research as well is showing that it's it's not strong enough research for us to be able to sit here and say, yes, alcohol is good in small moderations. Because we all know there's a limit. We all know we shouldn't go over to that, that limit. Sometimes we do, which is fine. But we tell ourselves if we're having just a little bit, then that's good and that's fine. And actually that's not necessarily the case because alcohol is a poison. It is a toxin. We can't get away from that fact, okay? You've just got to think about hand sanitizer. We've all used tons of it over the past years with COVID. And some of the hand sanitizer out there, it stinks, doesn't it? Absolutely stinks. And it's full of alcohol. And it's full of alcohol for a reason because alcohol kills things. It kills all the germs. It kills all the microorganisms. And that is effectively what we are doing when we are drinking. It is a poison. It is a toxin. It is killing cells in our body, even when you're having a small amount. Then to top it off, we know that alcohol, of course, is affecting our mood. Of course, it's affecting our coordination. That's why we can't drive when we've had a drink. It's having more serious impacts if we're drinking a lot, if we're drinking consistently on our organs, our heart, it can cause damage to our liver. We know hepatitis even showing certain types of cancer now. So I was reading that, I think it was breast cancer now is being shown that there is a link with women who are having alcohol regularly, you know, they're more likely to have breast cancer. Of course, there's liver cancer too. And there was, I think it was head and neck cancers. So it can have a big impact on your health. And there are actually a lot of petitions out there to make alcohol illegal, which I know you might be thinking, wow, that is extreme. Like, we don't need to ban alcohol. And I don't believe it'll ever get to that. I feel like it won't get to that because it can't. And again, just going through my little bit of research I did, I found that in the US, it was like, this is ages ago. I think it was like a century ago. They did ban alcohol. For how long for? I don't know. But this whole sort of like experiment, if you will, it epically epically failed (laughs) because 
we are used to having alcohol in our lives. It's a bit like smoking, right? Tobacco. We all know it's bad. We know it's not good for us. We shouldn't be doing it. But still, so many people do. We can't ban it because effectively it's a drug that people are addicted to. People need it and people want it, you know. There's free will, isn't there? There's human rights. There has to be a choice in everything, which I totally get. And I'm not necessarily saying sitting here that alcohol should be banned. Definitely not. But I can see some of the reasonings for it. I mean, number one, as we just said, harmful to your health. Number two, it's so addictive. So as I said, with my family member, you know, she just couldn't break that addiction. And I know of other people as well, where they've really tried to, but they just can't. And it's one of the hardest things you could probably ever do. I will never understand that because I've not gone for it myself. But we all have heard of rehab, right? And this is what rehab does. It's to help you stop drinking, of course, other drugs as well. And this is actually number three, which was really interested of one of the reasons why alcohol should be banned, because it's seen as a gateway drug. And I was like, a gateway drug? What's that? What that means is it's a drug which essentially can lead you down the path of having other drugs which are more harmful, which are basically harder drugs, you're more likely to start abusing those types of things, which makes sense. You know, if you're addicted to alcohol, I can see how you could quite quickly become addicted to other substances and perhaps chasing that high as well, wanting to get a better high, essentially. Number four was crime. And that makes sense. You know, we know when it's something like New Year's Eve is a really good example. The papers always flood us, don't they, with us all out, drunk and disorderly. (laughs) And they always say about the crimes gone up that night, how many police officers need to be on duty when it's nights like that. And it's because we just all lose our minds, don't we? We've all done things we shouldn't have (laughs) when we've had too much of a drink. Things we don't want to talk about. Let's leave them when we were drunk, right? But crime definitely increases. So that was another reason. And for me personally, I think it's just going to be something which I'm going to become more aware of. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast today to make you more aware of it. Because again, we do so many things in our lives which just become part of the things we do, part of our routines, part of our systems. It's automatic. So like in lockdown, as I was saying, it was automatic for me to put the kids to bed and just go to James, right, what are we having tonight? Literally, the bar's open, let's go. And as I said, we weren't going mad, but it was a fact of we just got into that habit. And now it's nice that we are doing the opposite where we're getting into the habit of not saying that at the weekend. Let's have a drink. 
and it's as I said it's got to the point where it's now the opposite it's flipped to that situation of we had that drink and we were thinking oh we don't feel good let's not do this again for a little while and it doesn't mean that now we're boring and we can't have fun because yes you can have fun without drinking you don't need to drink to have a good time I know that because when I was pregnant with my kids, obviously I was not drinking and I would still go out with my friends and have such a laugh. And actually saying this has reminded me of one of my best friends, Hendy's. That was just the best holiday of my life. I was absolutely gutted because we booked this holiday ages like ago, like in advance, you know. And I was one of the bridesmaids, so I was like super excited. My son was, must have been like five, six months. So it's like, oh, you know, first time really that I'm going to be going hard, drinking with my friends, having a laugh, like so excited. A week before we were due to leave, I found out I was pregnant and I was so gutted. At first I was like, oh my God, I can't even go. Like, how am I going to tell my best friend? I'm a bridesmaid. I'm not even going to go to a Hindu. But then how do I explain that to other people? Because I was more than happy to tell her I was pregnant, but I didn't want the world knowing because I was literally, you know, a matter of weeks. Anyway, I did go to the Hindu and I just had the best time and I was there, I was like the last person going to sleep every night, falling, all of her other friends that I was drinking. And it was so funny because like the next day they would like talk to me about stuff, thinking that I was like drunk and wouldn't remember. And I was thinking like, if only you knew, because I know exactly what went on last night. I could tell you awesome stories right now. Um, but I must be a laugh even when I'm not drinking because they would say to me, Sophie, oh my God, you were so drunk last night. You were doing this, you were doing that. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I, I don't need a drink. I'm embarrassing enough without a drink. I don't need one. <laughs> so you definitely don't need to be drunk to have a good time. Um, but also I feel like, as I said, my bloating gets really bad. I definitely don't have a clear head after I've been drinking. And to top it all off, I am out here losing weight. And alcohol is a lot of calories. And I would class that as just empty calories because it's not really giving you any goodness. It's not like there's loads of nutrients, is there, (laughs) in alcohol. So you could actually use your calories a lot more wisely. And I've thought to myself, instead of having a glass of wine, I'd rather treat myself to something else which is a bit more substantial, something which is going to make me feel a bit better about myself. And yeah, it may still cause a bit of the bloating, but it's definitely not going to mess up with my head the next day. So I want you to take note of how much you are drinking each week. I also want you to think about your pattern of drinking. So are you someone who just has one or two sort of every night consistently? Or are you someone who doesn't drink for weeks, but then goes completely crazy one night? Like, 
really just sit down. It's only going to take you a couple of minutes thinking to yourself, what is it you're currently like with alcohol and what changes can you make and what are your reasons for making those changes too? So that is all that I have for you today. As always, please send me a message on Instagram about what you've taken away from today, how you're getting on generally as well with your health journey. I feel like this episode has been a bit of like a somber one. I feel a bit hmm after this. Um, obviously, it was. it is a sensitive topic, I know, and it is one which is close to my heart as well with things which have gone on with family members for me too. So thank you so much for listening and allowing me just to be able to speak very openly and honestly and to be able to share stuff which is close to my heart. Thank you very much. Make sure you are taking time for yourself this week. Make sure you're listening back to previous podcast episodes. You're staying up to date. And as always, make yourself a priority. I will talk to you next time. Bye.